Vegetarian Zen, episode numero doce. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And they all played games at the Ladybug Picnic. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And today we are going to be talking about a subject that is near and dear to our hearts, and that is the junk food vegetarian. Ugh, junk food. And you might recall from our very first podcast that Larissa and I mentioned we became vegetarians in one afternoon. We just made the decision to become vegetarians. And essentially, looking back now, what we really did is we decided to stop eating meat. And we didn't do really good research into ensuring that we were also eating healthy. So that's why I say this topic is very near and dear to our hearts because... And our bellies. And because we want to share with you guys some of the things we've learned over the last few months. What is it, like eight months now? Yeah, it's been almost eight eight months months now that we have been becoming vegetarians. So uh, we look forward to sharing some of those tips with you. Mm -hmm. But first, we're going to share, as we always do, a few updates, and I'll turn it over to Larissa. Okay, well, if you remember from last week's episode, we had the drawing for the copy of Farnoosh Brock's Healthy Juicers Bible, that drawing we did a Sunday night, well, Monday morning, actually, and I am proud to say that our winner was Miriam Mendez from Virginia. So congratulations, Miriam, and your book is on its way to you. And I hope you get some awesome I- juicing ideas out of it like we we have. We've used that quite a bit, as we've mentioned in our uh, episode where we talk about juicing, and we continue to use it. So hopefully you'll find it as valuable as we have. Right. So congratulations. And if you didn't win this time, um, just stay tuned because we will be, when we get our newsletter going, having more giveaways for newsletter subscribers and uh also some other contests as well so kind of stay tuned for those another benefit of being a subscriber yes okay and speaking of subscribers uh moving on we have one new five-star review on um five-star rating and review on itunes we actually had several ratings we had one new review right one new review yes we had several more five-star ratings so uh this week's review was by yearling is love i love that name i don't know exactly what they mean by that but i love it it reminds me of the yearling the book that i read when i was a kid but okay anyway so yearling is love says I love this show. Seriously, they bring some serious value to the world with entertaining, insightful tips on living a healthful life. And seriously, it says serious twice, so I think that that's a good thing, right? Yes, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much, Yearling is Love, for that review. We greatly appreciate it. And again, anyone who goes out there, we really appreciate the five-star ratings, even if it's just to do the rating without Mm -hmm. the review, because that really helps us to rank. We've seen ourselves go between one and five, I think, on Mm -hmm. the um, uh, new and noteworthy on the fitness and nutrition. Right. So uh, please, that I mean, and usually when those hit iTunes, we can see ourselves uh, moving up and down in the, or up in the ratings. So um, yeah, so that's, that's really a great thing for us and we really appreciate it. Okay. Our next update 
is that we are we have become ambassadors for National Kale Day. National Kale Day is going to be October 2nd, and there's actually a petition out there on uh, change.org to uh, for President Obama to make National Kale Day officially uh, October 2nd. I'll post the link to the petition on the show notes, and if you uh, would like to, please go out and sign that. I know that the folks at National Kale Day would definitely appreciate that. And they are very nice folks. We talked to Jennifer... Uh, last week. Right. Uh, Jennifer, and I apologize, Jennifer, if I say your name wrong, I believe it's Easterlo, but I'm not exactly sure. So, Well, she's one of the co-authors of a book called Fifty Shades of Kale, which yes. is awesome. I love yes. that name. Yes. And, and we, she's really nice. And actually, we should also mention that, that we are going to do an interview with her. Yes, we will. She will be interviewing us, actually, uh, for a podcast episode that will be on the National Kale Day website. And their website is is simply nationalkaleday.org. Um, if you want to check that out, that'll be in the show notes. But she's going to interview us, hopefully sometime this week, for a podcast episode that will be on their, on their website. And we're also contributing an article to their site. So we that will be on there. We'll link everything in our show notes. Um, and then you can also see our profile on their website as an ambassador, as ambassadors. So um, Jennifer Easterlow, as I mentioned, and Vicki said Fifty Shades of Kale. And I think what we would like to do in October in conjunction with National Kale Day is have a giveaway to give a lucky winner a copy of that awesome book. It is a great book. It Some is. Some really good recipes in there. Yes. It's really entertainingly written, the, the intro, intro text, and uh, we're looking at uh, doing some recipes from it soon. So, Vicki? All right. Are we ready to move into our topic for I this week? I think then? we are. Okay. So, as we've mentioned uh, previously, we Larissa and I struggled quite a bit at the beginning of our vegetarian journey to ensure that we were eating healthy. And quite honestly, I don't know that it was even a, a priority to ensure we were eating healthy as much as it was just to stop eating meat, right? We mm-hmm. kind of figured that out later. But in right. fairness to us, over the past two years, Larissa and I have lost a collective 100 pounds mm-hmm. just by starting to change our eating habits and also exercising more. Now, I've always loved exercising, so that's never been an issue for me. I hate it. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and we've um, talked about that before too. Right, it's very therapeutic. It's almost almost meditative for me. So I really appreciate exercise, and I always have. Larissa struggles a little bit more with that, but that wasn't really the issue. A big issue, a, a big thing that really helped us to drop weight was portion control. Right, and the thing is, the restaurants they really skew your your mm-hmm. understanding of what portions are because you really get served like. You can ser- get served like three, three portions, portions in one yeah. on one plate. I mean, it's crazy. There's the what they give you is so huge, and then but w- when you see that put in front of you, you know your instinct is to eat it. You know, so mm-hmm. you just keep eating and eating, not even paying attention to whether you're full or not. And that's why you walk out of a restaurant so many times, going, "Oh my gosh, I feel so full." Right. You know? So. We, uh, I guess it, it had been about a year and, and a half that we uh, we were joined a popular weight loss program, which we'll not mention uh, on this show, but it was a popular weight loss uh, program that had pretty much planned out your meals for you and you had to buy their food. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that was, is while it helped us to understand portion control a lot better, 
which like I said, ultimately led to us dropping weight, is that their food was very processed. Now, in defense of them, what I will say is that as we investigated alternatives, because it wasn't cheap either, as we investigated alternatives, even the store kind of frozen um, foods, Theirs was healthier in the sense of the sodium rating. That was really shocking to me. The sodium. Theirs was lower. So when you measure it against what's out there, it really was probably better than most of that. But by the same token, it was still very highly processed. Right, highly processed and artificial ingredients. And, and, you know, that gave us a good start. And I think the reason that it did help us so much is because that's all we were allowed to eat. That's it. I mean, we ate the structured meal plan every single day, and that fixed the portion controls, and that's what really helped us lose lose the initial weight. That- yeah, and it was amazing because I was so frustrated because I would work out. I was working out with a personal trainer like three times a week, and I was working so hard. And like Before I said, I've never that. had it right, and I've never had an issue uh, with working out, but I wasn't dropping in any weight, and. By the, I even started to gain weight at one point, and so I couldn't figure it out. And then we went to this weight loss program, which, again, I'm grateful for overall. That's when I recognized, wow, I'm we- eating way too much. Right, right. And and that's where we started to understand portion control. Um, right. so, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, so let's get back to talking about being a vegetarian or a vegan and um, good health. Mm-hmm. Because so many people will think that, okay, well – she's a vegetarian or he's a vegan or, or whatever, and they, they must be healthy because they don't eat meat or they don't, oh, no, you, just because you don't eat meat doesn't mean you don't eat junk food. Yeah, and it's funny because there's a couple stereotypes there, though, right? It's either that they're healthy, like super fit, or mm-hmm. that they're not healthy. Like like ve- when you think about vegans, a lot of times I know my preconceived notions before I started eating a lot healthier were that vegans were unhealthy. Right. Well, because how can they get enough nutrients right. and, and all, all of that? So, but uh, yeah, the, the thing about it is if you just replace meat with, you know, things, non-meat items like cheese pizza, no meat burritos, chips, cookies, you're not going to see that, that quote, magical improvement in your health or even a nice weight loss. In fact, you may end up even gaining some weight. Yeah, which is what we did at first. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Because, and the reason for that is that you, you're likely increasing your fat and sugar intake, you know, because you're, you're getting rid of the meat, but you're just filling it in with, with junk. And you don't want to do that. And then again, veganism doesn't guarantee you'll be much better off either. Um, Especially if you're replacing with processed foods. Right, exactly. There's nothing wrong with indulging every once in a while. Uh, we do, you know, and sometimes I still indulge a little too much, but it's, it's a work in progress. But you have, to, you have to be balanced and you have to make those bad food, food choices the exception and not the rule. Yeah, and we have a Pinterest page on vegan and vegetarian desserts. Uh, and to your point, uh, you know, it's great when it's every once in a while, but just you have to treat it like any other dessert just because it's vegan. Just like when you see those fat-free cookies in the right. in the store, a lot of people or, feel like they can indulge in those when really you have to remember they're still cookies. Right, right. Vegan cupcakes still have sugar. You know, it's it's not, you can't, you don't take the sugar out when it's vegan. Did you want to talk a little bit about the vegan junk food on Tumblr? Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's a good example. And this, this is a website that it's, it's a Tumblr site. So it's, it's photos. And 
I don't want to dog this site because it's awesome. It's amazing. I mean, I went out there. I was like, oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, it's just a, it's a Tumblr site. It's called veganjunkfood.tumblr.com. And it's full of photos of really, really delicious looking vegan food. Okay. And it not just desserts. They're all kinds of all kinds of food. Um, there's... For example, vegan French toast donuts filled with maple pastry cream. There's butternut squash mac and cheese in a bread bowl. Um, and then cho- chocolate dipped fudge brownies on a stick. And so, I mean, these are examples of, yes, it's vegan. It's, there's no meat, there's no animal products, but not always the healthiest thing. So um, vegan junk food, you're awesome. I want to make some of your stuff, but again, in moderation. So let's talk about some strategies to avoid becoming a junk food vegetarian. So as we mentioned, when we first started, we just stopped eating meat, but didn't do anything to, and quite honestly, again, I fell for the, oh, I stopped eating meat. I'm just going to get healthier. Mm -hmm. And, And that doesn't happen. You really have to make a concerted effort to make sure that you're replacing the meat that you're no longer eating and the protein that you're no longer eating in a smart way. Right. So let's talk about some of the things that we've been doing. Okay. One of the things I've been doing is making sure that I eat foods that help me stay full longer or feel full longer. Right. So that includes making sure that you're eating protein, first of all. And we talked about in one of our previous episodes about the different types of protein. Yeah, for non-meat eaters. Right, for non-meat eaters. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we talked about protein and we talked about fiber. So some of the foods that are high in both protein and fiber that Larissa and I have been ensuring that we get almost on a daily basis, I would Mm -hmm. say, wouldn't you say? At least some of these, yeah. At least some of these. Um, Lentils, Mm -hmm. beans, quinoa, whole grain bread, and oatmeal. Mm -hmm. I remember my grandfather used to say, oatmeal in the morning sticks to your ribs. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what's funny? My dad, I don't think he ever really cared for for it, but he ate it. I remember him eating oatmeal, but I just, I always got the feeling that he just didn't care for it too much. Mm-hmm. He does like oatmeal cookies, though, but they're cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those, those foods are kind of a double whammy when it comes to, to helping you keep full. There, then there are other fo- foods that have either one or the other. So protein, tofu, quinoa again, you know, which is quinoa is like a superfood. Uh, nuts and seeds, you can have whole nuts, you can have nut butters, um, which I know you've been kind of getting into more. Yes, I so I used to be strictly a peanut butter kind of gal. And then I've recently expanded into almond butter. And the good stuff. I mean, like mm-hmm. going into Whole Foods and they grind it there up for you and it is so good. Right. And I know you can do that with cashews. You can mm-hmm. do it with walnuts. I think I've tried cashews as well. Cashew butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've tried cashew butter. I think it's Justin's that does the cashew butter in the little packets. And that's actually pretty good. Um, so you can do that with other nuts. And I think you can even do it with like sunflower seeds, some different seeds, but I think it's kind of, maybe sunflower seeds are a little bitter, but, uh, Anyway, but the thing with nuts and seeds is they do contain quite a bit of fat. So that's something yeah. that you want to do in moderation. Um, so And it is the good fat, but it's still high in it's calories. Still, right. It's still high in calories. There again, I wouldn't even think anything of, oh, just opening a thing of almonds and, you know, putting it there right. in front of me. And especially at work, you can just like start to go through right. those. Right. Or, yeah, I used to do that where when I used to, to work... Um, uh, years ago, a few years ago, I would keep a big thing of peanuts at my desk. And every afternoon, I'd be like, I'd just open the thing of peanuts, um, pour a bunch in the lid, and just munch, you know, and refill the lid and keep eating. And uh, it's just, they're good, 
but too much is, is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, what about some, some foods that are high in fiber? Okay. So let's talk about whole grains okay, which, high in fiber. Okay. Kale. Kale. Raspberries. And fruits with the skin, like pears and apples. Right. Anything with the skin. I, even potatoes. Um, when you have a baked potato, if you eat the skin, that, that adds fiber. Um, so all of those are, are good sources of fiber. And with the whole grains, you know, the more whole grains are in the bread, the better, if you're having bread. Um, and then, you know, whole grains like, like quinoa and other grains like that. Okay, so what's another thing that can help you stay feeling fuller? Drinking plenty of water. Absolutely. I've never had an issue with this. I drink a glass of water as soon as I wake up in the morning. I've got a glass of water by the side of my bed. And she's got me doing that now, too. I've got her doing that now, too. I've heard it's very healthy for your metabolism, also. It gets your right. your inner organs kind of up and awake as well. Right, right. So I usually make sure I'm having at least a couple of glasses before I drink that first cup of coffee Mm -hmm. because coffee dehydrates you, right? Because it's got caffeine, so you don't need to be any more dehydrated in the morning. So I make sure that I'm offsetting that with water. And I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that that probably kind of protects your stomach a little bit because coffee is acidic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't so know that for empty. a fact, That makes sense. Just, I don't yeah. know. Um, so, and then water and fiber together. Yeah, that definitely thing. increases the fullness. All right. And then the next full tip is to drink healthy fruit and vegetable juices. Yeah. And that, again, is, and you can get, as we've talked about with our in our juicing episode, you can get really creative. You can mix a lot of these things together. I mean, you can mm-hmm. mix the kale with the raspberries and the apple and all of that together. So right. you can get a good shot of that through juicing. Right. In fact, we just posted uh, this past week a kale, a spirulina smoothie that has kale and spirulina and uh, powder and strawberries and all, all kinds of stuff in there, spinach. So that's a really good a good one right there. And I'll link to that again in this, this week's show notes. Okay, so here, the next tip is something that's, like, really important for me, and that is don't keep that bad stuff in the house. Yeah, and that worked for us when we were on this weight loss program we had discussed um, earlier because we only had the food, including down to the snacks, Mm -hmm. that were per that day. So we had nothing extra. Mm -mm. Yeah, So that and that really helps, especially especially if you're an emotional eater like I tend to be, if it's there, I'm going to eat it. You know, even if I'm not really hungry, it's just at certain times of the day or certain events happen or, you know, things that I associate with food, I'm automatically going to go and just grab something. I don't know if I'm an, I'm an emotional eater. I usually eat if I'm bored. Is that, um, is, does that count as emotional? <laughs> um, I think that's a boredom eater. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I definitely am. I know I am, and you know I am. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a that's a good tip is just don't buy it. Um, if you want a treat, then go out and buy a treat. But don't go and buy if you want chips. Don't go and buy a giant bag of chips. Go and buy the little one at the convenience store. You know. So once it's gone, it's gone. Okay. Uh, another tip is to keep lots of fresh vegetables and fruit handy for when you do want a snack. And again, just with the caveat that 10 apples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially with fruit because fruit is, has, has sugar. Um, carrots are, have sugar too, but not, I mean, nothing compared to what fruit does. But uh, if you want to have a snack, having some cut up vegetables with dip or hummus is a lot healthier than grabbing a bag of potato chips 
and sitting down on the couch and, and eating a bag of potato chips with your dip. So fruits and veggies are always a good option. Okay, uh, what's what's next? Uh, how about keeping a food journal? That is a good one. I I did that when I really was transforming a, more away from being a junk food vegetarian. Again, we still have some work to do there, mm-hmm. but it really helped me to see what I was eating. And it was kind of eye-opening when you see what you're eating on a daily basis If when you put it there. Uh, in front of you. One of the tools I like to use is a tool called the Daily Plate. It's uh, thedailyplate.com. I think Mm -hmm. it's sponsored by Livestrong. Mm -hmm. And what's great is that there's a free version and it gives you like a breakdown. And the free version is still really good. It gives you a breakdown of the nutrients, down uh, fat, fiber, calories. You can track your exercise. You can track your water in there. And it's free. And it's very user-friendly. Right. And I used it um, before we even started the weight loss program. um, We both used it together for a while. And that's something that's really helpful is if you have someone else to be accountable to. I mean, you know, if you don't, then definitely don't don't discount it just because you don't have a partner, but um, we were accountable to each other. So at the end of the day or at the end of the week, we would have to kind of exchange and and show each other, you know, what we ate. Yeah. I think we were doing that daily for a while. Yeah, daily. And I mean, that's, that puts a lot of kind of good pressure on you because I didn't want to write down a bag of uh, Lay's potato chips and then have to show Vicky that, you know, yeah, there's, the accountability factor is is really good when you right, do it that way. Right. And of course, I mean, you could lie, but we don't <laughs> we don't do that. So, <laughs> who are you really lying to? Exactly, you'd be lying to yourself. Yep. Okay, and then my favorite strategy is get regular exercise. Okay, and I know that is not something you want to hear, but <laughs> but it <laughs> but does make you feel it does make you feel healthier overall. I always feel so much more energetic. Like I said, for me it's very meditative. I don't do group classes very well. I think for that reason is that I like to just get in my zone and once I'm there, I mean it's just like I'm in a different world. And then when I'm done, it's like all of a sudden I woke up to what was going on around me. So I get really intense into my workouts. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. I don't do group classes because it's really embarrassing when you fall down in front of like 50 people. Uh, <laughs> That's why I don't do them. Well, I will say I did a Zumba thing one time and well, I I didn't <laughs> fall, but <laughs> I'll just say it probably wasn't the most graceful thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, so um, the other thing is you're less likely to eat junk food when you just worked out. I know when I am dripping sweat, the last thing I can think about is going to buy some cookies somewhere Mm -hmm. or getting an ice cream because it kind of feeds like when you eat healthy, you want to exercise. When you exercise, you want to healthy. So eat healthier. So it kind of Mm -hmm. feeds off of each other. So I really appreciate that aspect of exercise as well. Right, right. And then there have been numerous studies to show that exercising helps uh, elevate your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like you were saying with emotional eating. Yeah. When I'm bored at work, a lot of times I, I might reach for something in my desk, even if it's healthy, but am I really hungry or am I just really wanting to change a scene for the next five minutes? Mm-hmm. And I make sure to take advantage of my breaks in the morning and in the afternoon and go for a walk. I typically go down into the uh, parking garage and I'll just go walking. Can't go out in the sun right now because you'll melt. Right. <laughs> but um, it is, and you still melt in the parking garage, but it's at least it's shade. And uh, it, it really, I feel a lot better when I come back. I just put on a podcast or put on a uh, some music and walk around. Good. Okay. And then uh, the last tip that we have is to eat small meals or snacks every three to four hours. So eat, eat frequently. 
And that is basically just to prevent you from getting too hungry. Now, that is something I struggle with because I tend to go long periods of time without eating. I do too. And when I get hungry and my sugar level starts to crash, I mean, I just start want to eat anything. Mm-hmm. So that's really bad because then your your blood sugar goes up and down. Right. Uh, your blood sugar, sugar levels go up and down, that is, and, and that's really not good for you. Right. I'm really, really guilty of doing that a lot because I go out and I do errands during the day and um, I'll get kind of on a roll and I'm like, oh, well, I'm really hungry. I should probably stop and get something to eat. Oh, I don't want to spend the money. I'll just wait until I get home. And then I, I think of five more places to stop. And before I know it, you know, I've missed lunch and it's been like six hours since I've eaten. So that's not good. No. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. So those are some of our strategies to help you avoid becoming a junk food vegetarian. If you have any of your own, we would greatly appreciate you sharing them on our Facebook page right. or uh, taking go, taking a trip out to our website and sending us an email from mm-hmm. there as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, or leave a comment on the show notes when we post it next week. So that would be great. Um, okay. So last week we mentioned that we have a new segment at the end of each podcast. feels like we should have some transition music here or yeah, something. Right? Like, <laughs> it's the recipe of the week. <laughs> okay. No, that was dumb. Um, all right. So it's our recipe of the week. And because we were talking about healthy snacking, we just, I just put out on our website, the recipe that I use for hummus. It's a basic hummus recipe, and it's really nice because you can add lots of different stuff to it. So you make the basic recipe, and then... Jalapenos. There you go. And jalapenos, <laughs> those are Vicky's favorite, of course. And um, But you can add all kinds of things. You can add different kinds of peppers. You can add other fresh vegetables. You can add um, herbs. You know, all kinds of different it's things. It's so versatile. It is. And it's just super yummy, and you can have it room temperature, you can have it chilled. You can have it with vegetables, you can have it with pita, you can have it with crackers. Yep, all kinds of stuff. So um, there's really, it's it's so versatile, and it's very healthy. It's high in fiber, it's made from chickpeas or garbanzo beans, and it's just very healthy. So that is our recipe for the week. Perfect. And I think that's also our show for the week. I think you're right. So All right. We'll be back next week with a, another uh, hopefully helpful episode for you. Until next time. All right. See you later. Peace out. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.